0: Picture her saying no to a play called Uncle Tom's Cabin. I am the real thing.
1: Welcome to the Poetry Magazine podcast. I'm Fred Sasaki, the magazine's art director and co-editor. On today's show, I am honored to introduce Tongo Eisenmartin in conversation with activist, icon, legend, Sonia Sanchez. Listen to these brilliant poets past fire. Life and love between them. Eisen Martin is featured in the December 2020 issue of Poetry as part of a portfolio of work from the book Carving Out Rights from Inside the Prison Industrial Complex, which will be out next month. Both Eisen Martin and Sanchez appear in the book alongside artists incarcerated at Stateville Prison. Eisen Martin is a poet movement worker and educator whose curriculum on extrajudicial killing of black people, called We Charge Genocide Again, has been used as an educational and organizing tool throughout the country. Claudia Rankin called his poetry Resistance as Sound, which links him right back to Sanchez. You'll notice some connectivity issues in our sound, but the spirit is all there. Now here are Tongo Martin and Her Greatness, Sonia Sanchez.
2: Your mind seems to just facilitate so much history, so much information. At the same time, you know, kind of just in tune with all of the possibilities of language. It's, it's almost like you're at the intersection of a few avalanches, and I just wondered. How do you experience really almost how do you experience reality, how you experience history? What is that vision like
0: with herst in history you're saying yes ma'am it's almost hard to experience reality in in, in America sometimes, but mm-hmm. i'm eighty six my dear brother, and I was born in Birmingham, Alabama, which meant simply that there were some things that were very real about born in Alabama. But one of the things that happened when my sister and I, Pat and I, went outside to play, there was across this big street uh, houses where white folks live. And some of the little white kids would come out, and they could cross the street. We couldn't cross the street. My grandmother would not let us go across the street. And they'd come over, and we'd play for a while, and then they would go back home. And one day I came outside, my sister and I came outside, and we said, come on come on over. They shook their head. It was like, come on, come on over. You know, you can cross the street. We can't. And they shook their head. And then I think I said to my sister, said, why? I said, because you're a nigger. You know? So mm-hmm. my sister and I went in the house. I said to mama, what is a nigger? You know, we never heard the word. And she said, oh, Sonia and mm-hmm. Pat, that's what they, they say. They call us. They say we you know we are a nigger. But the way she said it, it was a terrible thing. Uh, She had tears in her eyes. We didn't have tears in our eyes because we had no concept of, at that time, of what nigger meant. Mm -hmm. What's interesting about that is that I can remember that after all those years, very clearly, every bit. And you know, my brother... I always carried that with me, mm. but I also remember, you know, when we got to New York City, my dad, who was a former school teacher and one of the first black musicians of playing jazz in Birmingham, Alabama. I remember my father taking Pat and me to school, and the principal telling us that we would have to be put back because we came from the South. And my father, being a school teacher, very mild man mm. got very excited and said no they know as much as these kids test them and we were tested and sure enough we did know enough that we were put in advanced classes and that was the first time i saw my father get angry at a white person because he never got angry at white folks you know and so all of this history, history was traveling with me i got to a place called the schomburg with miss Jean hudson I had answered an ad in the New York Times to be a writer for a firm. They sent me a telegram. My dear brother, do you know what a telegram is? Are you old enough to know what a telegram is?
2: (laughs) I came at the tail end of the telegram era.
0: At the tip? well, I, you mentioned to, to other people, they said telegram. What's a telegram, Professor Sanchez? And you explain it, go, whoa, a telegram. Oh. It came on a Saturday, said report to work. And I reported in my blue suit, my blue hat, my blue pumps, my blue purse, and my white gloves downtown. There I was at 830. They said come at nine, but I figured I would not come late. Mm-hmm. I would be there before time. And she let me in, and and she said, yes, can I help you? And I took out the telegram, and she looked at the telegram. She looked at me. She looked back at the telegram. She looked up at me again. She looked back at the telegram for a third time. She looked up at me with such a puzzled look on her face, handed it back to me, said, come in and sit down. And I sat down. At a quarter to a guy came from behind the door. And he says, yes, can I help you? And I stood up and handed him the telegram. And a strange thing happened. He looked at the telegram. He looked at me. He looked at the telegram. He looked at me. He looked back at the telegram. He looked Mm -hmm. at me, handed it to me, said, I'm sorry, the job is taken. And I said, coming from New York City, oh, I got it. I came too soon. I know what I'll do. I'll go outside the door. i wait until nine o'clock. Then I'll come back and things be okay. He didn't laugh. He didn't smile. He said, I'm sorry, the job is taken. That's all I have to say. And he disappears. I turned around and said, discrimination. And nobody answered at that time. And I walked out and I got on the subway. I was just bemoaning what had happened. I forgot to get off at 95th Street. And I ended up on the east side, getting off at 135th Street. There was a sign that said Schomburg Library, my dear brother. Mm. A guy was outside smoking a quick cigarette. I said, excuse me, sir, what is the Schomburg Library now? And he said, lady, go inside, sign in, walk up the steps, and you see a big hole, go inside. You'll see a glass door, knock on that door. And I walked in, there was this long, long table, and there were nothing but black men sitting there with stacks of books head down, and I crossed around them, knocked on the door, and the door opened. Miss Hudson said, yes, my dear, can I help you? I said, what is the Schomburg? She said, oh, my dear, the Schomburg is a library that has books only by and about Negroes. And I said with my fresh mouth, as usual, there must not be many books in here, huh? But she sat me down and that was my education. She brought me three books, Up in Slavery, Souls of Black Book, and The Eyes of Watching God. Eyes of Watching God was on top and I started reading that and you know that black language is not slang. I couldn't quite get it at first, I had to go over it again. Although we spoke the black language ourselves, but we hadn't seen it written down. And I got up and knocked on the door. I said, how could I be an educated woman and never seen this book? She said, oh, my dear, go sit down. And I'm going to give you plenty of books. And I sat down, and I, as I started to read more, I put my head down and I cried. And I eased up again and I knocked on the door again. I said, No, 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 no. How could I not? Come across this book or those other books you have piled up. So don't worry, I'm gonna give you lots of books. And as I sat down, this man from Africa said, Miss Hudson, make this young girl sit down or she has to leave. And I sat down with that history and history for the whole summer. I told my dad, I'm going out looking for a job. And where I went to was the Schomburg, and she fed me book after book and I cried and I got up and I went out and ate and came back and I read and read and read and then she sent me to Mr. Michonne who owned this bookstore full of black books and a brother by the name Brother Richard, a leftist out of the Caribbean and he also gave me a bag of books whatever and my education began so yeah I didn't know a bloody thing about what it was being black because your parents didn't tell you because they were ashamed guess about our blackness or they were scared to tell you. They didn't know what would happen when they told you. And there I was in the Schomburg reading, reading, and Miss Hudson, Jean Hudson had given me the world from a black point of view, had given me the boys whom I would mm. meet years later and would Shirley the Du the boys who would like grab me by the hand and hug me and said, Thank you, Sister Sophie, for being on this earth and your writing. And I cried mm. out loud yeah. because of this.
2: I hope that wasn't too long. No, it it was. um, It was cosmic. Henry Carroll, Amelia Hollis, Mm alias
1: Amelia
0: Millie Hollis Stewart unidentified twin girl. Anne Marie Stewart, Margaret Stewart, unidentified twin girl, unidentified, 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 Haku and Tonka for Harriet Tubman. Picture a woman riding thunder on the legs of slavery. Picture a woman walking southern landscapes burning with moons picture her kissing our spine saying no to the eyes of slavery picture her rotating the earth into a shape of lives becoming picture her leaning into the eyes of our birth clouds picture a woman moving in winter black bringing summer moons Picture this woman say no to the constant yes of slavery. Picture a woman jumping rivers, her legs inhaling moons. Picture her right with seasons of legs running. Picture her tasting the secret corners of woods, the secret corners of woods. Picture her saying you have within you, you have within you, you have within you the strength, the patience, the passion to reach for the stars, to change the world. Imagine her words, every great dream begins with a dreamer. Imagine her saying, I freed a thousand slaves, could have freed a thousand more if they only knew they were slaves. Imagine how many many days we got before we taste freedom. Imagine a woman asking how many workers for this freedom quilt. Picture her saying, "Alive, runaway could do great harm by going back, but a dead runaway could tell no secrets. <laughs> Picture the daylight bringing her to woods full of birth moons. Picture John Brown shaking her hands three times saying, General Tubman, General Tubman, General Tubman. Picture her words, there's two things I got, a right to death or death. Liberty. Picture her saying no to a play called Uncle Tom's Cabin. I am the real thing. Picture a black woman. Could not read or write, trailing freedom refrains. Picture her face turning southward, walking down a southern road. Picture this woman, freedom-bound, tasting a people's reserved breath. Picture her singing red moons surprising life picture this woman of royalty wearing a crown of morning air picture her moon bent legs dancing inside freedom's guitar Picture her walking, picture her walking, running, running, reviving a country's breath. Picture black voices leaving behind lost tongues. Picture her painting rainbows on a summer-bent people. Picture a woman, I say picture a woman walking on freedom legs. A sea spray of life, a sea spray of life.
1: Life,
0: life, 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 life. A piece of Harriet Tubman.
2: I was just uh, wondering, you know, so it seems like, you know, spirit was tied in from, from the jump. How did poetry kind of enter that dance, or uh, was was it always there? How did that, you know, it seems like a conversation going on between a few things. I wonder how poetry had, uh, how poetry contributed to it.
0: Right. My grandmother was a head deaconess in our church in Alabama, so my sister and I went to Sunday school, the regular church, and then we come home and and go back for the evening I always picked up the books around the house. And mama finally said to my aunties who lived with us, teach this girl how to read. She keeps bothering me. And so I would pick up books and begin the reading process. But a strange thing happened, I was told later on by my aunties, that I started asking for paper. And I started to write these little ditties, dun-dun-dun-dun, dun-dun-dun-dun, dun dun you know. And one of them picked it up and showed it to mom, she writes poetry. And everyone went around and got, you know, oh, she writes poetry. And what was interesting about that is that I was known as the child who went outside and got dirty and came back in with clothes torn. I had a sister, my dear brother, it was so beautiful that people would come to the house and their mouths would drop, you know. And when I was young, I would say, oh, why are they always talking to her? They're not talking to me. So I had something that mama helped give me, that I had a place also in the family. My sister Patricia, you know, that I will write a haku for after her death. I said, you know, it is hard being a beautiful girl especially if you have no protection because people want to touch beauty Mm. always, always. But no one wanted to touch me because after mama died, I began to stutter. You know, I would go, what? Mm. To, But it protected me. Mm. No one Mm. bothered me. People used to say, give her a book and Mm. she'll be okay. (laughs) 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 Uh, My dear brother, um, I was a dreamer. You know, I would go into my room and I would daydream. And I always dreamed, quiet as it's kept, about two things. I dreamed about being on stages. Mm. (laughs) Can you imagine saying something? I saw me, I saw that image, right? And I heard applause you know, and I would dream about that. Didn't know what it was I was doing. I didn't even know. I didn't see a book in my hand, whatever, but I was walking on stage, you know, but I also heard music and voices, which I never used to talk about because people think Mm. it was strange. Right. But there was always that voice of mama and that voice. Also I would dream of the people from the past, like always, that history and history walking with me—that uh, I knew was posited in, in Africa, right? I knew at some particular point that I thought this was my mother. I finally said, uh, "My mother who had died, right?" But this was my mother and my mother and my mother and my mother and my mother. This was my historical mother there, and that was important to me. Um, the thing about Harriet Tubman, when I did the Harriet Tubman Haku, you know, the Haku is such a, a magical form. When I started to write this thing, I'd written, I read a lot of things about Harriet Tubman, you know, and some of the things written about her. I'd never written anything about her. But all of a sudden, via the Haku, I could see her motion and her movement. I could hear her breath. Being breathed, I could hear her turning around, saying to someone, "Keep that child quiet. Give us something, otherwise, I'll have to quiet her in my own way." Ooh, you know. And I said, "How could she say it like that?" But you know, she's saying like we're on a train, and this train cannot stop. It's a freedom train, whatever. And if you can't quiet that child, you know, whatever, you know, I can't leave you behind. There's some danger attached to that. So, girl, woman, you need to quiet that child down because this is a train towards freedom, and that. Freedom Freedom means that we have to stay in sync with each other, you know. And so I start being romantic about these people. There's no romance about freedom. You know what I mean? There's no romance about traveling with children. The, the reality is that quiet that child down, put something in her mouth, put a sugar, some, put a breast to the mouth. Quiet child, we're on the move. We're on the move for freedom. She cannot scream. She cannot cry. You cannot cry. You cannot moan when she bites that breast when you're moving. This is a freedom train. And we got you on here. If you get off, you're not going to be alive probably when you get off. Come, come on, keep on on this freedom train. And I, all those romance. Things that I had about being enslaved, about people escaping woe, disappeared, you know, at all. And I understood what it is that I cannot walk with a romantic idea about us being, you know, uh, free in America. Getting the kind of freedom that we all need. Black, white, brown, all of us, you know, Latinos, you know, Asians. This is a hard fight. No romanticism is allowed here. Because I wrote a poem about Harry Tuffman who said, You're gonna get off my freedom train, but it won't be a happy way of getting off. And I'm saying all of us have got to look at it in this fashion. It's not an easy thing that we do. Mm. I hope that makes sense.
2: Plenty. H- have mm-hmm. you ever dealt with a a low tide? Can I hear
0: you read a poem? Oh my bad, my bad. <laughs> not... No, come
2: A low tide. Of, a low yeah. tide
0: of what? What
2: do you mean? No, no. I got, I got you. I'll, I, I'll get to the question when I, i do the poem and then I, will hit you with the question.
0: Okay. Thank you. Love to hear you. Right on. Mm-hmm.
2: I talk, uh, facing away from the dead. They replace me. Mm-hmm. With the change in my pocket, a penny that's yet to be invented. They, they say you have to know how to cut a throat on the way to cutting a throat. After sleeping on a mattress made from two garbage bags of clothes, I became content with the small gestures of plantation fires. Playing with couch ashes, I realized how weird the universe was. You know, It exists in so many places, so many random things that interrupts me while I'm trying to dream like your clay correspondence, Lord. To be transparent, I have 20 books next to a bullet like an old man giving advice at the beginning of a revolution. I've really done it, Lord. Explored the mumbles of my mind. (laughs) Explored what's naturally there. And I found no brainwashing. I found Africa, Lord. I have a future. It takes place in the diasporic South. I have morning possessions, modern militancy. I mean, windows to the South. I'll walk on a missile for food. I guess you will not want flowers for a few years, Lord. Will I be tied face to face with the country I murdered? Merge with us, Lord. Our old metal versus new metal. Our old metal versus a pool of meandering and peerless faces. You know, a multiculturalism of sorts. The dead replaced me with a comedian's chest cavity instead of a chest cavity held tight. It, it takes a violent middleman for me to talk to myself. Stories that travel through other people's stories. A song about a song. A hemisphere by the hemisphere, stories that travel through a conquered poet. You know, my mother remembers Africa, Lord. She killed on behalf of you, Lord. I wore a machete all winter and no one asked me what it meant. I read 1,000 books in front of the world. You know, you know, what I do is fight poems. And sleep through decadent San Francisco prayer circles. Watch, watch people play for post-working class associative surfaces or recreations of a governor's desk. Ruling class art of utility playing find the sociopathic bureaucrat. A day some white people scare even easier. TV in a basket next to a ceramic baby wearing ceramic armor. Musket progeny fantasizing through the art of the poor. Their trendy latches locked before God. Black art hunted down like a dog. Hey, hand, hand over my friends, Lord. Lord, I think I'm gonna die in a war. Unelected white people in my small house Like a blue song of no spiritual effect A dollhouse age bomb A pony show near dead bodies Apartheid weddings that go right Apartheid white people who give birth to mathematicians The spiritual continuity of barracks and police stations A chemical interpretation of a Sunday trip to church Church smells in their pockets A river mistaken for a talking river No autobiography outside of small personal victories Of violence and drug use Made in the image of God's trinkets Where white abolitionists confided in their children about Chemical assurances that they will switch from black artists to white artists from black guy to white guy from black worker to white worker you know i think about you cautiously lord in the same way i think about my childhood lord foxhole friday nights most of life is mute a comedian points out a planter's field to a priest king sugar cane king cotton king revolutionary the ballast central containing all modes of shallow introduction introducing an unlisted planter class speaking about fevers and balance sheets and reassuring the masses that we could figure out our fathers later you know a priest took my mother lightly lord Stood in front of parishioners, re-raveling fantasies about black art. priest reading confidently before I broke him and broke his parallel. You know, after the day, I've never been a poet before. A little brother watches his big brother's friends. They leave rifles on sheltered walls. They agree with me and call it literature. It's a simple matter, this revolution thing. To really lie to no one. To keep nothing godlike, To write a poem for God.
0: I want to say a woman,
2: <laughs> amen, <laughs>
0: amen, a woman. amen, a woman. thank you, thank you. I tell you, it is something to hear you younger poets, you know? <laughs> and one of the things that you always worry about is to make sure that people continue this great mm-hmm. legacy called Black poetry.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the joy of, of, of my generation, we came along, you know, with people like Baraka and Haki and and Alice, you know, and Audrey and June, Jordan, you know, all these people coming along with us, you know, saying, you know, like, uh-uh, I'm talking for myself. I'm not I'm not looking through the prism, you know, of America. Like, you know, I I jumped to the front. I ain't at the back, you know, trying to figure out who I am and what I am because we came out and say, I is. Like that little girl said, I is here, you know. Well, we said, I is here, yeah. you know, and we ain't going away. And I hear it in you young people you know here's my word here's my energy here is my love for myself but also here's my anger that you got to deal with eventually because i've dealt with it although i'm writing about it but here it is here it be you end up you know you say i be here you're gonna have to deal with it finally at some point you know the whole bloody country's got to deal with it finally you know so i thank you for your love you know and and the influence always from hip hop, you mm. know, that, that when we, when Barack and I went out, Barack and I, they asked us starting the Black Student Union to read in the afternoon, we fed people, to bring people in. And so we got up and read and you know, we read fast, we read fast, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm hearing you read fast and I'm smiling, but we're not, and they, <laughs> you know, and we knew we were bad cause we're from New York, you know, or New Jersey or back East and a hand went up and said, um, would you mind reading those poems again? Because you went so fast, we didn't quite understand everything that you said, right? Mm-hmm. And I looked at Barack and went, whoa, right. And I remember whenever I went beyond a certain point out west, I would slow down my reading. Mm-hmm. Isn't that something? But what hip hop did
2: sped everything
0: up, right? You know? And what some of the younger poets began to do is that they went, they did what we did, whatever. And by the time you got back out, people's mm-hmm. ears were tuned to that fast pace, whatever. And don't forget now, um, that was in 1960 something, okay? All right? But you and I know today, the ears are tuned to it, right? I mean, remember Brother Rakim? Mm-hmm. I love Brother a uh, basic training, train for torture. Take no prisoners, and I just caught you addicted to murder, sent in more body bags. They can't identify and leave the name tags. I get a rush when I see blood, dead bodies on the floor, casualties of war. Every morning, you know, 1990, I had to hear that casualties of war that we were dealing with. You know, they showed those body bags, and you know, at some point when Ra Kim, when Ra and other people been to talk about it, they don't ever show body bags anymore. They don't ever show casualties of war. They talk about it mm. because they understand if they say a thousand people mm. were killed today or 50,000 were killed today, people can't comprehend that. But we saw the body bags being lifted off planes, and Ra and, and company could see that also, too. But you come out of the tradition of Baraka and all of us from the 60s, my dear brother, you know, trying to say things in a way mm-hmm. that people truly understand. You also come out of tradition of the Harlem Renaissance that people want to forget. I did a reading in the village many years ago and someone brought me over to a table and there were these IRA people. And they both stood up and they said, we've never, I do a litany of names. And some of the names I did with some of the IRA men some who were in prison, who were on a fast, and and one who died. And they said they had never heard of a Black person, you know, saying anything about their movement. And I said, oh, Contreras, I said, my dear brothers, I said, the Harlem Renaissance poets like Langston Hughes and others, right, went over to Ireland, and they sent money for that freedom fight wherever there's a fight Mm. for freedom you're going to see some black folks you know supporting it and i remember hugging and they were the, the two men had tears in their eyes because they had heard their name put with people like Du Bois, you know, and Langston Hughes, and at that time, Leroy Jones, you know, people who were moving, trying to say that this is what we do in the world, that we are talking about, when we talk about our freedom, we're talking about freedom for everybody else who who are enslaved economically, their countries are being settled by Englishmen, you know what I mean? This is what we do. And so when I hear, when I hear you, and I hear your words, I smiled and my stomach smiles and my womb smiles and my toe jam smiles, you know, and my hands smiled, you know, and my eyes smile. I said, they're there, they heard, they heard the words before, they're there, listen to them. That is the joy that I that I feel when I hear you younger poets read,
1: yeah.
2: Right on, well, please, uh, please, please give us another one.
0: Okay, um, let me see. I talked about the haku, so maybe I should do a haku from a book called Morning Haku. Mm-hmm. This is for the great Max Roach, a dear friend of our family. Max is buried up in Woodlawn Cemetery. There's a musician's row in that cemetery where Brother Duke Ellington and Miles Davis and Illinois' Jacquet And up on the hill is Dina Cruz and her husband. They're in a big crypt. You know, someplace, whatever, and and aside, Miles Davis said, "I want to be buried there. I want to be buried right next to the Great Duke Ellington." And someone said, "That's impossible, man." But, but you know, even in death, Miles was cool. He's right there.
2: Ten
0: haiku for Max Roach. Nothing ends. Every blade of grass remembering your sound. Your sounds exploding in the universe return to earth in prayer. Da boom, da boom, da boom, da boom. As you drum, hands kept reaching for God. Imitates your laughter. You came, warrior, clear. Your music kissing our spines. Feet tapping, singing, impeach our blood. Ta-ta-ta-ta. You came drumming sweet life on sails of flesh. Your fast feet riding in the air, cellars in our bones. boom your drums sowing our breaths. Into the beat unbeat your drums soloing our breaths into the beat unbeat your hands shimmering on the legs of rain mm-hmm. the great max roach
2: When a a drummer is present, uh, they are God. Mm -hmm. I am not an I. I am a black commons. I'm writing my new tattoo out on bus station glass, making tattoos all afternoon, trying to talk myself into seeing the decade through. Uh, I must really be the devil's front man. staring at an empty bus that I imagine in fact carries paintings of people. And a man drunk behind the wheel has to choose between a black and white toddler after school in America on a California street that doesn't need a name nor a California. No one on the street has a job and therefore no one is there. I colored my oppressor's gun and dance floor for him in the same day. The joke began. The walk on the bus seats is fine by me as long as I get to the front. The joke concluded. And Tuesday is rotten soup, a downhill entertainment, a commotion in the ashtray, the day that jail quotas get filled, or the day that the planet plays flat. And maybe a capitalist says stadium seats on fire and cause economic progress. The communists got plenty of time to finish their cigarette and lie to their boss. A killer line down in front of a tank. I have a small statue built in my chest and also an anchor upside down in the air, worried about the walls. I forgot that the ceiling was closing in on me, too. Mm. That's my take on my alcoholism.
1: <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm hunched over a meal I ate five years ago. That's my take on the look on my face. Uh, curse God mm-hmm. a little and took another step up the staircase. And for a second, I forgot all occupants of the world beginning with this house. I'm an action hero of one street proportion. I mean, rap music is the way to count blessings. The 80s were better than this fiction. I have a piece of fence messed through my skull. I'll be half eating my entire life. Always walking beside myself. With a gun in my head and another one pointed at passes by. And it's like half of me, all of you walking in and out of myself. But I'm always happy to see you. What a miraculous route you took through my threat. Honest pay, a knife in my arm. Honest pay in my chest, a broken lock on a monument. You know, tell you the truth. I forget what my hands look like. What I did with them. Mm. Or what kind of third eye. What kind of third eye the handcuffs cut into my wrist. I go to the railroad tracks and follow them to the station of my enemies. A cobalt-toothed man pitches pennies at my mugshot negative. All over the United States, there are toddlers in the rock. I see why everyone out here got in the big cosmic basket and why blood agreements mean a lot and why I get shot back at. I understand the psycho-spiritual refusal to write white history or take the glass freeway, white skin tattooed on my right forearm. Ricochet sewage near where I collapse into a rat-infested manhood. My new existence is living graffiti. In the kitchen with a lot of gun cylinders to hack up. House of God in part. No cops in part. My body brings down to Christmas. The new bullets pray over blankets made from the old bullets. Pray over the 28th hour's next beauty mark. Extrajudicial Confederate statue restoration. The waistband before the next protest post. Eh, by the way, time is not an illusion, your honor. I will save your desk for last. You are witty, Your Honor. You're moving money again, Your Honor. It is only raining one thing. Nine white cops and prison guard shadows reminded me of spoiled milk floating on an oil spill. A neighborhood making a lot of fuss over its demise and New Lake for a Black Panther party. Malcolm X's ballroom jacket slung over my son's shoulder. The figment of village. A noon noose to a new white preacher all in an abstract painting of a president they bought slavery some time, didn't it? The tantric screeches of military boats and election Tuesday cars, a cold-blooded study in leg irons, proof that some white people have actually fondled nooses. The sundown couples made their vows of love over opaque peach plastic and bolt action audiences. The Medgers ever second is definitely my favorite law of science. Find those news clippings and primitive Methodist, man. My arm changes imperialism. Simple policing versus structural frenzies. Elementary school script versus even wider white spectrums. Artless bleeding and the challenge of watching civilians think. And terrible rituals they have around the corner. They let their elders beg for public mercy. Now I'm going to go ahead and sharpen these kids' heads in the arrows myself and see how much gravy spills out of family crest. Modern fans of war, what? what? With their t-shirt poems and t-shirt guilt and me. Me having on the cheapest pair of shoes on the bus, I have no choice but to read the city walls for signs of my life. Mm. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Right on. Whoa. You 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 all met at, at a um, just such a mighty time in the 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 modernization of poetry, a modernization of music. How was that? Um, how were those kind of those gatherings that, that contracting, how did you dance with each other, influence each other, um, stay away from each other? What was that? You know, what was that like?
0: Well, we were blessed to be at a time when what influenced us were actually two people, Malcolm and Coltrane. Mm. And although I was trained by Louise Bogan, you know, and I never published anything, you know, at all, period. And I would go into these workshops and I would be the only woman and the only black in a workshop, believe it or not, in New York City. And I would make a comment and no one would ever respond to my comment. And finally, I would ease out. And I finally, when I went to do grad work at NYU, there was this poetry course taught by Louise Bogan. I didn't register. I just kind of went in just to see what was happening. And she had this very proper way of speaking. And there were 45 people in that classroom. And she asked us to read some of our poetry. And I raised my hand. And when I read my poem, all the hands were up. People were responding. And that was a class of all males, white males, one white female poet. But Bogan opened up that class. I mean, she responded to us. In the midst of that was all of this music and I walked into one of the jazz joints, I heard this voice said, Sanchez. And someone said, That's Leo Jones. And I turned around, you know, and I could hear the stutter mm-hmm. coming up, you know, here, right? And I said, You can't stutter, you idiot. You can't stutter, you know. He said, I'm editing an anthology. Send me some of your poems. And I'm standing there like an idiot. He said, Did you hear me? Like, you know, I said, uh, <laughs> I said to the group, I'm going home. I got in my little Volkswagen. I zoomed up the West Side Highway in five minutes, right? Got to my apartment, pulled down my Olivetti, and pulled out my work and start typing up. Mm-hmm. And I got, about two weeks later, a letter addressed to me from Baraka. And it said, Dear Sanchez Yale, yeah! exclamation <laughs> point, right? So I was, I was down in the village in a workshop I was also in the village listening to music, whatever, and the music was in my head and I needed to get it out. So I knew I couldn't sing, but I began to hum and make noise. I did a piece called Middle Passage, right, where it's all sound. Mm. And I wanted to take the words and say, okay, I know how to write it that other way, that Western way, but let me take it and sing it. Let me stretch it out and let me put a scream there, but I will write scream, but let me scream it also so you can understand that this was nothing simple that happened to a people. Um, mm. So a lot of people, when they began to read us, thought that we could not write poetry because we began to deal with the sounds that we were hearing, Abby Lincoln, and Max Roach, Freedom Now Sweet. and it begins with her going, Aah! "This African woman being raped, enslaved, been beaten, right?" And you cannot hear that, you know, without trying to get that tone also too. And so I would do this piece. Like, <laughs> I am, I am, I am, I am, I was, I am, I am, I was, I am, I was, I am, I was, I am. It was. It was the coming. It was the coming that was bad. It was. It was. It was the coming across the ocean that was bad. It was the coming. It was the coming. It was the coming that was bad. It was the packing. It was the packing. It was the packing that was bad. It was the packing, the packing, the packing of all of the ship that was bad. It was the packing, the crossing, the crossing, the crossing, the crossing, the packing, the packing, the crossing, the crossing, the crossing that was bad. It was the raping. That was bad it was the raping that was bad it was the raping the raping the raping the raping that was bad it was it, 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 it was the silence it, it, it was the noise it was the, 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 the silence the, 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 the noise the, the, the silence the, the, the noise the, 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 noise, the, the, the silence the uh, noise <laughs> I am I am, I am, I am, I am, I am. I was, I, 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 was, I, I was, I was, I was, it, it was the boat, it was the boat. It was a boat. It was a ship. It was a ship. It was the landing that was bad. It was the landing that was bad. It was the landing. It was the landing. It was the landing that was bad. It was standing on auction blocks that was bad. It was the standing on auction blocks. 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 Don't, 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 don't. Touch me. Don't, 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 Touch me. Don't touch me. Don't, 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 Jango! Oh Ooyah! Olakon! Masa! Jesus! Jesus! It was the standing standing that was bad, it was it was it was the giving birth that was bad. It was the given birth that was bad every nine months every nine months every nine months. Every nine months every nine months every nine months. I am. 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 I was. I. I. I was. I was. I. I shall be. I shall be. I. am. I am. I was. I shall be. I was. I shall be. Oh, oh, Baba, mama, mama, they know not what they do here, do there, do there. You want to know who I am, huh? Want to know who I am, huh? Can't you see who I am, huh? Can't you see who I am? Don't you know who I am? Can't you see who I am? <laughs> what? 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 Where? Where are you, America? Where are you, America? There you are. There you are. Thought I lost you, huh? There you are looking at me, looking at me, looking at me, looking at me. I'm looking at you. I'm not looking at you. I'm not looking at you. I'm not looking at you. You're looking at me, 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 looking at me. Whatever I remember, I forget. Whatever I forget, I remember. Whatever I don't want to remember, I forget. Whatever I want to forget, I remember, I remember, I remember. I remember. I remember. I am here. They are here. I am here. They are here. They are here. I am here, here, here. They are here, here, here. Love, 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 love. What is it, America? You don't know. You don't know. You know, we know it was a coming that was bad. It was a coming that was bad. Across oceans, across seas, across eyes staring. It was a coming. Coming, coming, dying, dying, living, living, dying, living, 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 dying, dying. How to live, how to live, how to live, 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 live blacks, how to live, 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 live whites, how to live, 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 live Africans, how to live, live, live Latinos, how to live, live, live Native Americans, how to live, live, live Asians, how to live, live, live gays, how to live, live, live lesbians, how to live, live, live Jews, how to live live, Muslims? How to live, live, live Transgenders? How to live, live, live Chicanos? How to live, live, live Bisexuals? How to live, live, live Lesbians? How to live, live, Gays? How to live, live, African Americans? How to live African Americans? How to live, 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 love, love, live, live. live.
2: Mm. Uh, you got me frozen in time <laughs> you got me in the uh you got you got me in the trance
0: can i hear a poem mm-hmm. you want to read a poem you want to you know did that make sense to you did you did you hear what we were trying to do at that time because a lot of us were doing that especially baraka baraka was doing a lot of that also too you know mm. you know putting the the music, you know, un- unto the words, mm.
2: whatever, et cetera. You no, know? yeah. Yeah, no, that that um, what what you uh, what you're saying makes uh, yeah, all all kind of sense. Um, before I before I say this poem, I I just want to thank you, uh, not just for taking this little walk with me, but you know, just for the the million mountains you've channeled along the way and it it just if it feels like the opportunity to thank you is also the opportunity to thank not just everything that came before but also everything that that will come after and 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 after me again you you sit at this you sit in one of the most beautiful pockets that that i've ever seen facilitated Mm -hmm. but um uh, (laughs) in conclusion uh Uh, uh a tour guide uh, through your robbery, he also is. Uh, cigarette saying, uh, look what I did about your silence. Ransom water and box spring gold. This decade is only for accent grooming, I guess. Ransom water and box spring gold. The corner store must die. War games, I guess. All these tongues rummage junk. You know, the start of mass destruction begins and ends in restaurant bathrooms that some people use and other people clean. Uh, are you telling me it's a rag in the sky? Uh, waiting for you, yes. We've written the same, We set the stage. You know, we should have fit in. Warehouse jobs are for communists, but now more corridor and hallway have walked into our lives. Now the whistling is less playful and the barbed wire overcrowded, too. My dear, if it is not a city, it is a prison. If it has a prison... It is a prison, (laughs) not a city. When a courtyard talks on behalf of military issue, all walks take place outside of the body. I mean, dear life to your left, the medieval painting to your right, and none of this really makes an impression. Crop people living in thin air, you have five minutes to learn how to see through this breeze. When a mask goes sideways, barbed wire becomes the floor, barbed wire becomes the roof 40 feet into the sky becomes out of bounds. When a mask breaks in half, mind which way the eyes go. You know they killed the world for the sake of giving everyone the same backstory? We're watching Geary, Indiana, fight itself into the sky, man. Old oh, pennies for win, For that wind feeling you get before the hood goes up and over your headache. Pennies that stick together, mocking all aspirations. I mean, stuck together pennies was the first newspaper I ever read, along with the storefront dwelling army that always lets us down. Where the Holy Spirit favors the back room, souls in a situation that offer 100 ways to remain a loser. Souls watching a clock, hoping their eyes don't lie to sad people. What, what, what was we talking about again? The narrator asked the graveyard, 10 minutes flat, said the graveyard, the funeral only took 10 minutes. I'd never tell that to anyone again. Yeah, you just gonna pin the 90s on me? All 30 years of them? Then why should I know the difference between sleep and satire? The pyramid of corner stores fell on our heads, man. We died right away. That building wants to climb up and jump off another building. These are downtown decisions. Somewhere on this planet, it's August 7th, and we running down the rust, thinking one more needs to come with me. Man, what evaporated on Earth? So that we could be sent back down.
0: Mm, mm. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, Much love. I know that listening to you, you know, this poetry is in good hands. <laughs> right, you know, <laughs> that's a good, good feeling. I was told that by a poet, an older poet, you know, who said, We know poetry is our poetry. Our poetry is in good hands. And I say to you, our poetry is in good hands. Poetry is in good hands, my dear brother. And I am honored to be on the program with you. And I thank you for asking me to be on here with you. I'm really so honored that you wanted to have a conversation with me.
2: Oh, man. Uh, Much love. Much love.
1: A big thanks to Tongo Eisenmartin and Sonia Sanchez. Eisenmartin is the author of Heaven is All Goodbyes, from which you heard two poems, which was published by City Lights Books in 2017. The poem, I do not know the spelling of money, is from a forthcoming manuscript. To read the poem, Pennies for the Opera, check out the December 2020 issue of Poetry in print and online. Poet. Playwright, professor, and activist Sonia Sanchez is one of the foremost leaders of the Black Studies Movement. She is the author of over 16 books, including her first book, Homecoming, published in 1969, and her most recent book, Morning Haiku, published in 2010. You can read Haiku and Tanka for Harriet Tubman in the April 2018 issue of Poetry. The Poetry Magazine podcast is produced by Rachel James. The music in this episode come from Reservoir, Alabaster de Plume, Rob Mazurek, and Irreversible Entanglements. All these songs were released by the Chicago-born record label International Anthem. You also heard a drum solo by Max Roach. We'd love to know what you think of the new season. You can get in touch a number of ways. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, which is great because it helps other people find the show. You can also email us at podcast at org. Are you thinking of buying someone a book for the holidays? Have you considered giving them one book every month for an entire year? We've got you covered. For a limited time, buy one subscription to Poetry Magazine and gift one free. That's two subscriptions for the price of one. Give the gift of poetry today. Go to org slash podcast holiday that's poetry magazine slash podcast holiday okay that's it until next time be well stay safe and thanks for listening mississippi holy hill south carolina A mountain ain't nothing but a tombstone for fire And you can save the night